0: It is lights out, and away we go. Hello, racers. Welcome to episode 23 of the Harder Soft F1 podcast, arguably the craziest episode thus far. We'll see. I'm your host, Adrian Huff, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, RJ McCohan. Now, RJ, it is it has been a eventful week. It has been, I mean, Hungary, uh, arguably one of the craziest races we've had thus far in the season, and... There, of course, it wouldn't be F1 if it couldn't have topped itself. So let's just jump right into it. Like, you let you kick us off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. You look nice today, Adrian. You got a nice new shirt, new shave. Looking yes. good. Um, so yes. Welcome to Hardest Talks F1 podcast, the number one F1 podcast that's hosted by one person in Toronto and one person in, in Georgia. So, yes. yes. Um, but yeah. Incredible week. I do have to say right at the top Ferrari. They don't know wheel. They don't know wheel. <laughs> so we'll get into that. We have that. We've got some smaller news. We've got Hungary recap. We've got a new segment today. do this week. We've called Podiums. Um, a lot to get into this week, but right off the bat, the silly season has begun. It's crazy. We can't let this go without talking about it because it's just occupying our, I mean, our text today, our F1 group chat that we're in. Just The internet's going crazy today, so we're going to get right into it. A lot of things have happened. We're going to kind of try and cover it all, but right off the start, the first thing that happened kind of out of nowhere is we hear Fernando Alonso will not be coming back to Alpine. He has signed a multi-year deal with Aston Martin. And then we kind of found out how it went down. And if Alonso has been trying to get rid of this reputation as the guy that burns bridges, this isn't the way to do it. So Otmar. Otmar Snaphauser claim that Alonzo basically lied to his face after the race in Hungary. Um, so here's the quote. I'd heard rumors asked him were interested. Uh, so once you hear they're interested, there are probably discussions. There were some other indicators and discussions that took place, like walking out of the same motorhome at the same time, all that kind of stuff, which I saw. However, there was nothing. Walmart said there was nothing wrong with that. Like, it's just what people do. But then says, we were very, very close. We had what I thought was fair contact on both sides, and Fernando did too. Um, the first confirmation I had, this is again, this is Ottmar, the team principal for Alpine. The first confirmation I had that Alonso was leaving was the Aston Martin press release. Um, he says he did ask the question to Alonso in Hungary and was told straight to his face from Alonso, no, no, I haven't signed anything. Um, yeah, he also confirmed that they offered a one-year contract to Alonso with an option for an extra year. And obviously, Alonso didn't want that. So to he got a lot, a lot, a lot of money from Lance Stroll's father and just left Alpine, a better team, to go to a worse team. I don't know. So, yeah, that all comes off the back of Sebastian was retiring. Yes. So things are getting into motion real quick. But then that becomes a question of, well, who is going to go to Alpine? And there's a name that's been popping up, but that in itself is its own ball of drama. So take it away. Adrian,
0: God. Yeah. You, you explained that <laughs> very well. It This all started with Sebastian Vettel announcing his retirement, which automatically kind of caused the internet to explode. I mean, he, he gained like a million followers in like, <laughs> s- like six hours or something like that. It's unbelievable. Um, and yes, uh, we'll get into Hungary of course, but like you said, Fernando post-race um, sort of announced that he was going to be joining Aston Martin for a multi-year contract. Um, so we, uh, s- sort of were, uh, debating on what we're going to be the next steps. And I will say before I completely jump into it, me and you, we, we, we saw this, I, I, we, I don't know if we necessarily predicted it, but we definitely saw something coming. Um, of course, uh, Oscar Piastri would be, uh, the no brainer choice for the replacement. Um, cause obviously Alonzo was sort of being treated as a seat warmer for Piastri, which I think did contribute to Alonso deciding to to leave. So um, once, uh, once the news broke that uh, Fernando Alonso would be joining Aston Martin, of course, everybody started their debates. Oh, it's okay. It's probably inevitable that Alpine announces Piastri. Um, and there was also some debate on, like, why Fernando did this. And obviously you said Fernando is a... He burns bridges and yeah, he chases that cash. Which I mean, good for him. I will say, in hindsight, once we go over everything, I will say, Fernando Alonso is a fucking badass. He, he, yes, he fucked over Alpine, but you know that's a multi 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 million dollar corporation racing team, and they were sort of treating you know two time world champion as a seat warmer for a rookie. Um, And of course, they were only willing to offer him another year. So everybody was saying, "Okay, Piastri is in Piastri is in. But then, you know, we were sort of debating like, oh, uh, what if potentially Daniel went back? Because what if he had interest in McLaren? Because McLaren have not exactly been subtle in their uh, unhappiness of Daniel Ricciardo's performance. Um, So I, I when it broke. And we were talking that uh, Alpine actually tweeted out today around 2 p.m., I believe. that, Or no, it was actually around noon Eastern our time, I believe. Um, They tweeted out that Piastri would be joining them for the 2023 season and that he would be taking Fernando Alonso's place. Uh, So, yeah, that that was it. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, we were texting. We were like, holy shit, makes sense. Uh, But... It was a little interesting that Piastri himself had not did not comment or did not say anything um, on his social media for two, two hours. hours. Yeah, um, and two hours went by, nothing, and that was when we were sort of talking. And I I, I need I, sh- I need to go back through our thread, but I I think I might have said something like, "What if he decided not to?" or something like that. I don't even know, but it. <laughs> So t- two hours later, Piastri then tweets. I'm going to pull up the exact tweet right here because, of course, I want to fully articulate his feelings. So at 2 p.m. today, Eastern Time, Oscar Piastri right tweeted. Right at
1: 2.
0: Yes, right That's at 2.
1: Coincidence. That was a scheduled tweet.
0: Mm-hmm. He tweeted, I understand that without my agreement, Alpine F1 have put out a press release late this afternoon that I am driving for them next year. This is wrong. And I have not signed a contract with Alpine for 2023. And then he goes on to say, verbatim, I will not be driving for Alpine next year. Dagger, dagger, dagger. That caught the Formula One subreddit is still on fire. Like, it is unbelievable. And of course, we don't have confirmation of like where he's going to be going, but all. All fingers are pointing to McLaren. Like it it, 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 it's the only. I feel like genuinely, it's the only team that he could potentially go to. That he would, that he would be willing to completely burn the Alpine bridge. Yeah, he um, could
1: go to Williams, but why burn that bridge to go there?
0: Exactly. Who wants to do that? So um, there's so much like legal, uh, like chatter going on, and it's kind of interesting that. McLaren have sort of found themselves in a very similar predicament that they were in a couple of weeks ago in the IndyCar scene when yeah. uh, Alex Palou, is that how you pronounce his name?
1: P A L O U Palou,
0: Palou, whatever the case may be. Yeah, he, his team that he was racing on tweeted out that he would be joining them next year. And of course he tweeted out, that's not true. I will be with McLaren next year. And that's already caused a... Lawsuit, litigation, all that jazz. Um, And I'm trying – I'm scrolling through the Alpine um, Twitter. I think they actually deleted a tweet because they posted – after Oscar had tweeted that, they posted something along the lines of, as far as we know, legally, we are correct. That was pretty much the extent of what they said. So it's, it's unbelievable. I am just like so shocked that this is happening and you know, they, the formula one Instagram updated the 2023 drivers graphic, put Alonso's face on the Aston Martin for next year, obviously <laughs> they've got Daniel up in the McLaren. So I'm like, that's not even accurate. We don't know because, yeah, um, I someone, read that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, someone also Photoshopped that and added like 40 different names around <laughs> Ricardo's.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought, yeah. yeah, at this point, we can sort of expect that Ricardo will probably not be at McLaren next year because there is a clause in his contract. McLaren can either buy him out. Um, and if that is the case, then Daniel, I think, has to let them know by the end of this month, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. It's either the end. Yeah, September. it's either September. Yeah. Um, and if if that is the case, then they will buy him out of his contract and he will not be racing for them next year. Which brings up the question, will Daniel Ricciardo make a return to Renault? So I'll let you talk a little bit because I've been rambling. But, like, this has just been a complete clusterfuck in the best way possible.
1: Yeah, it's exactly what we wanted. We said last week that uh, don't fret. Yeah, we have a month off of racing. But this is probably the most, ex- like, exciting month of the whole season in terms of news and, like, hot stove just talking, which we love. Everyone that loves F1 loves talk F1 um so yeah this is we're off to a hot start one day in basically <laughs> um so yeah just to quickly sum up because i know it's been a lot of names and contracts and so yeah basically ricardo's under contract with mclaren till the end of next year alpine doesn't necessarily know who they're going to fill the spot with but piastri's under contract with them as well and he doesn't want to race for them he wants it appears he wants to race for mclaren so mclaren has ricardo under contract they also signed Paolo Award to their Indy, one of their indie drivers with the intention that he might get a shot at f F1. They have Colton Hurta, who they just drove at Portimao a few weeks in an F1 car. They've got Paolo, who they just signed. They've got now Piastri in the mix. Like There's a lot of guys that are in the mix, or at least have been told that they're in the mix, and to the point where Piastri apparently had a handshake agreement with, uh, what's his space, McLaren... Zach Brown? Not even principal anymore. Yeah, uh, Zach Brown. So who knows? Like, it's all over the place. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess let's just take some guesses as to what we think is going to happen because if you look at, I'll just expand this a bit more. So if you've got the McLaren seat. Let's just say that's open. Then you've got the Alpine seat. That's too definite. The Williams, Latifi. Latifi's gone. And then you've got Yuki Sonoda's seat, Albon's seat, Joguan Yu's seat, and Mick Schumacher's seat. So there's going to be a lot of potential moving around. I could see Mick Schumacher moving to a different team. I could see Albon maybe moving up to a different team. Uh, Latifi, I think, is gone. Yuki, maybe he gets another chance. Maybe Alpine goes for Gasly because Gasly's French and they can have two Frenchmen on Alpine. You know, like, I think the most likely thing that happens... We both kind of agree. Piastri signs with McLaren, and then what goes, What happens to Alpine? Like, <laughs> Ricardo to Alpine. Ricardo retires. Gasly goes to Alpine, and Ricardo goes to Aston Martin, or sorry, to uh, AlphaTauri. He has the rebel ties. What do you think's gonna happen?
0: <laughs> I I have no idea, but I think if I was to guess, um, it. <laughs> It's just it's crazy how just like fucked over Alpine has got just over the last couple of days, literally. Yeah. Um, it all started with I, this. Could have all started with Esteban defending Fernando a little bit too hard. Let's be real. Fernando got pissed, and maybe that he was like, you know what? Fuck, fuck this French piece of shit. I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> no shame against the French. I'm joking. But happening all year,
1: like it, it has. You just Go
0: at it. They do. They're they're very volatile teammates, but. At the beginning of the season, yeah. yes, we do have the rest of the year, but they were sort of the, at least on the socials, the vibe they were sort of presenting was like the the legend training, not the rookie, but like the young gun. You know, it, they were yeah. like perfect, but it's it's not perfect at all. Um, the theory about Gasly, I think, is extremely interesting. I think if Gasly ends up on Alpine, then it's just it is. Like the circle of getting fucked over has just like crossed so many teams by that point. If that does happen, yeah. but I think if Alpine real if Alpine want to salvage ne- their next season, um, first of all, like let's say they're right. Like if Piastri did only just give Zach Brown like a handshake and Alpine actually have a contract with him then that would be a really stupid fucking thing for him to tweet and for him to deny. Um, Of course, we don't know the, the details. My, my, my real question is like, where are all the lawyers? Like I'm sure every formula one team has got to have a room full of lawyers at all times. Like, how are they not positive about these things? And the fact that it keeps happening is so funny, but imagine if Piastri is forced to drive on Alpine next year, how fucking awkward and tense that year is going to be, but especially between teammates. Somebody somebody posted, it's like, have we ever seen a driver with 22 DNFs in a season? <laughs> so um, I I don't know if that will necessarily happen because McLaren has obviously shown that they're not afraid to poach drivers. Um, so if I had to guess, I think we're going to have a Norris, Piastri, McLaren lineup, and I think Daniel's going to make a return to Renault. That is, if I could... Like K- 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 Alpine. exactly. Yes. If I could choose like what would happen, that's what I would pick because I would love to see Ricardo back at Alpine. I would absolutely adore that. Um, but at the same time, the Gasly route, obviously Gasly wants to get out of Towery, So it's a good opportunity. It's potential. I mean, I'm sure we have just as much clue as Alpine does, honestly. So what about you? What are, what are your predictions slash wishes for like how this is going to shake out? I just
1: can't see ps tweeting that out unless it was vetted and like, like he didn't come up with that tweet on his own. Like the fact that it came out exactly at 2 PM tells me it's a scheduled tweet. So like, that was something his team had been working on. There's a reason he was silent for two hours. Um, so I just can't see him going to Alpine. And then, so yeah, into McLaren makes sense to me. The only thing that doesn't make sense with that to me is like, then you've got two kind of alpha young guns in Lando and Piastri, which could be great. You could be fighting for titles, but it could also end up backfiring, like, for example, back in the McLaren days with uh, Alonzo and Hamilton. Like, if you have two teammates that don't get along, I mean, they didn't win the title that year because of they were clashing in 2007, 2008. So, yeah, we'll see, if it will be great for McLaren. I think it would bump them up in the in the overall kind of packing order, but gotta figure out their car obviously um I feel a little bit bad for Danny Rick because I think if he were gonna move to another team as much as I do want to see him return to Renault um he did kind of leave on bad terms and like if you're Alpine right now alcon he's not really showing that he's like a world championship kind of guy you need you need a guy like if you're gonna lose out on Alp, uh on uh, piastri as well like you're gonna be pretty pissed about that. Like, I don't know if they're going to replace him with a declining Daniel Ricciardo. Like, what does that really do for them? Um, I could see them maybe going for, like, a DeVries or something, but, like, he's a Mercedes guy. I don't know how that works. The McLaren's going to, or, sorry, Williams is going to have to replace the TP. So, De Vries there makes more sense to me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That, that Alpine spot, to me, is really Alpine spot, Renault, that I moved from Renault to Alpine. Um, yeah, that's the one that's really, really intriguing to me. Because that could be anything. Like, like I said, we could even see, they're a French team. We could even see Gasly go in there because he's looking for, it seems like if you're him, you kind of feel stuck in Alpha where you can be the guy on probably the fourth best car this year. Behind the obvious top three, Ferrari, Rebel, Mercedes. Like Alpine and McLaren are neck and neck for fourth, right? So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now I'm rambling, but like, yeah, it's just, it's <laughs> fascinating. I don't know. There's so many different names that it could be. There's so many different things that could happen. It's going to be a great, great off to and attract that.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I mean, the whole, I mean, I, I was secretly making a TikTok today during work because it was just like, I could not get off my phone. I just, when shit like this happens, like I'm auto I mean, I automatically spend uh, a lot of time on, formula one like subreddit or twitter you know whatever just reading about formula one just because i love it so much obviously but when shit like this happens dude i cannot get enough of it like i was like god damn it i wish i could just be at my house right now or not just not at work so i could if i just wanted to give my full attention to this shit because it is so fascinating to me i think um otmar has got to be Beyond furious, I I think probably the whole team at Alpine is probably just completely like th- like completely thrown off. Like it's got to be the most confusing situation in the world. Um, but <laughs> another thing is that the, like you said, the rest of the season is going to be very interesting. Um, I don't know if Otmar was is going to really because I mean he he it's I think it's obvious that he doesn't really love Fernando, so. We probably will he'll probably start lowering the filters even more. So um, yeah it's 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 insane. I mean, we could even get the possibility that we'll get um somebody besides Pierre or Ricardo at Alpine. I mean, there's so much just um uncertainty, and I love it. I think that when this happened with Palou or Palo in IndyCar, I was like, very fascinated by reading it but the fact that it's happening at the highest level is just so enjoyable like I love this
1: yeah and it's interesting that like the clause in Piastri's contract is like if there's a seat available at Alpine and they offer it to him he has to take it but like I guess if you're Piastri you can make the argument that like that seat wasn't available until two days ago so like, mm-hmm. he could make a case for the case that he already was in contract talks with McLaren or something legally. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. I mean, Alpine seems to want it to stick to the legal stuff. But in this case, it seems like the driver, at the end of the day, is probably going to get the choice. Like, the drivers usually are the ones kind of getting screwed over by the team. So, I, I hope that Piastri doesn't just get, like, legally you have to race for this team. Cause I don't know. I don't really like the way that sits. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's, anything else on all this drama or sweet it's hard know?
0: it's hard not to continue talking about i do want to bring i do want to flash back to the start of the season and just sort of remember a tweet that alpine made um a, lo- a, a while ago i believe oh yes it was alpine of course it was when they were sort of arguing for oscar Basically, you remember that when they were basically like, "Hey, we're totally willing to lend our driver to another team." Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, just like, yeah. I know. Imagine, imagine if they could just, you know, look into the future and realize just how big of a mistake that probably was. Um, yeah, we we can definitely move on soon, but I think you're absolutely right that Piastri probably wouldn't have tweeted that unless it was certain. And from what we know for certain is that. Fernando Alonso was offered a one year guarantee with the potential for a second year, which I'm, I'm sure in Fernando's eyes was, okay, you want me to drive one more year so you can replace me? Um, which, uh, is probably what they were doing. You know, well, we don't really know for sure, but, uh, obviously if Fernando didn't feel comfortable staying at Alpine, then there was probably a reason. Um, and what the, to, to, to finish off my spiel, I I saw a comment on Reddit that said, "This isn't the first time Fernando has cost McLaren millions of dollars,"
1: yeah. <laughs> and that is so true. Very true. Yeah, the <laughs> last one probably cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh my God! And this one could too. Who knows? I don't know what the Ricardo like. That's the whole thing too. Is like Ricardo still has to either agree to this or just get bought out, and that's probably. Like is that even an option that they can just pay him out like twenty five million dollars or whatever, and then he just goes off and gets paid from another team again? Like I don't know. there's, there's a lot of things like it's gonna be a lot to track. We're obviously gonna
0: mm-hmm. keep it
1: posted every week. but
0: absolutely. the uh, sorry, the yeah. Fernando's, did you see what he posted on his story on Instagram? A uh, couple it was It's just him with like the beach filter, and he's like giving like a thumbs up, just being like such an asshole, like just being like, oh, I enjoy what's going on right now. Just so you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they thought he was on, like Greek islands or something.
0: Yep, and oh. all the uh, I, Roman Grosjean and like three or four other IndyCar drivers have been tweeting things like the popcorn emojis and like I didn't think it was April first, so it's just like the whole community is just focused on this, and yeah, uh, of course we're gonna update you, uh, but yeah, we can we can move on to our our next little topic here.
1: Yes, yes, sorry, just one second. No, you're good. Um, okay, so just a couple little news items that I want to get to. Um, so first, Lewis Hamilton has bought a stake in the Denver Broncos NFL team. Kind of came out of nowhere. I think he just bought a stake in a, a soccer team recently as well. So he's uh, banning the olive branch. Um, not really much else there. He's me a second team to root for. I'm a Bills fan. Like I guess it for the Broncos as well. Uh, the more interesting Hamilton stat that I saw after this weekend: Lewis Hamilton now has more podiums in 2022 than Charles Leclerc. No fuck. I, I
0: I don't even want to respond to that. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, there's so much going on that we haven't even talked. I mean, you had your little quip at the beginning, but like that shows how crazy that those news is right now that we're not even talking about Ferrari when we should. I know. Be.
1: Oh, we're getting there. Yeah. We are certainly getting there. And then one more of this little stat before we do get into Hungary how that happened. I this uh, just before we started. Okay. Now, this obviously this can be a little misleading. <laughs> Most positions gained during a race in the first half of the season. Who do you think is number one?
0: Most positions gained. Hmm. Gosh, I feel like it's not an obvious choice. Most positions gained. It's probably a midfielder. I'm going to go. Can I give a team? Yeah. Yeah. Is it Fuck dude? Is it Alpine? No. Alright, hit me. Who is it?
1: So it's Aston Martin. Both of their guys. And the leader leads by quite a bit. that Hey guys. It's it Lance. Lance. Lance Stroll 47 positions gained. Now, a lot of bad qualifying, but that's uh, pretty good. It goes it goes Lance Stroll, 47. Sebastian Vettel, second place. So both the Aston Martins, they're bad quality, but they've got good race pace. 47, 35, so 12 more. And then Vettel's tied with Albon, 35. And then it's Russell, 32, Hamilton, 29, or TP, 27. So it's pretty much uh, who's bad qualifying and does better in the race. (laughs) But it's like the the Mercedes guys are in there and they've kind of had a bit of that too. But yeah, very interesting. Lance Stroll has 12 more positions gained than anyone else Mm -hmm. this season. And just to tie a bow on the new, small news, Aston Martin also brought a very strange rear wing to uh, Hungary this week yeah. that uh, there was a lot of funny memes that talk about it online, but it basically was like a two-layer, so you could like sit on it, and uh, I don't know, they said it was for, they're going to bring it to a track tied high downforce, and it didn't really work very well in quality, but I mean, during the race, they moved, they moved up a ton, so I don't know. I, it seems like something that if Red Bull, Ferrari, or Mercedes would have brought, the other, the rest of the paddock would have been complaining, saying, no, you can't do that, you can't do that, and it probably wouldn't have been allowed, but the and it's like, man, yeah, let's, let's let him try it. See how it goes. Maybe if it <laughs> yeah. works, we'll try it too.
0: Let me do it. It's fine. Fine. <laughs> okay, Anything I,
1: else on those little small news bits?
0: Yes. Uh, we shit on Lance Stroll quite a bit, um, but he's a good driver. Obviously, he's a Formula One driver. Is he the best? No. Is he the worst? No. I think if Lance, Lance needs to do two things. He needs to start qualifying better. He's like an opposite Baltas. He's just a terrible qualifier. But then when the race starts, he actually does some surprisingly good moves. And second, start checking your mirrors, bro. If he could get those two steps down, he could be world champion.
1: (laughs) Yeah, one thing we haven't talked about, actually, how do you think the dynamic's is going to be between Alonzo and Stroll? Because I guess he's going to be, like, mentoring him now, but Alonzo's not really much of a mentor. Mm-mm. I that could is... see him getting pissed at Lance, because Lance yes. kind of sometimes will do his own thing, especially during races. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could go bad.
0: Oh, it definitely could. It's it's. <laughs> I think it will it might be the weirdest driver pairing for next season. Yeah. It's so odd. Um, But – I mean, I'm sure for I'm sure Fernando is gonna be, you know, his regular like, hey, happy to be here in race, you know, like that type of shit, um, because he knows that Lance's daddy is signing his checks. So I'm sure, I'm sure he's gonna be real buddy buddy with Lance, way more than Esteban.
1: <laughs> yeah, because like you seem, you think like Metal that would have been the perfect guy to mentor, but I don't know. It seems like he kind of took. Uh... Mick under his wing more than Lance. We don't really see yeah. much of anything with Lance ever mm-hmm. from yeah. anyone and it doesn't really do social clips or anything. So yeah, a little weird trying to double tap, multitask here. Um, oh, you're good. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, pretty much that for like our little news bits, we can, um, move on to actual stuff that happened in real life. That's not just new, um, rumors. <laughs> In discussions um so max won obviously in hungary despite a spin out and having to change the pick the power unit for the race which i don't know that could be a good thing not necessarily a bad thing but like that and starting from 10th place max Verstappen. won one is 28th race of his career which is insane that he's already done that so he gets the race in a sec but he's your guy so what's my punishment going to be? And then I'll give the updated league standing.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. And fun fact, I believe he had never won a race starting lower than fourth place. I think fourth was the lowest or the highest that he'd ever climbed to a, a race finish, which is insane. Um, but yes, Max won. Uh, and last time he won, you just or pretty much every time he's won. You've just chugged a Red Bull on the show. and. Of course, when Charles won last time, since he's on my team, I made you do a full-length race at Monaco on F122, which might, I I mean, I I can, I think I can confidently say it's probably the worst punishment that we've had on the show so far. Just complete misery. So, yeah, I'm not going to have you chug or drink anything, and I'm not going to have you do a full race, but there is a stipulation. You are going to be driving in the Netherlands. You're gonna do a five lap race, and you are gonna be driving in. You get a you're, you get a few options. You can choose okay. between a Williams, a Haas, an Aston Martin, and I think I'll stop it there. Just those three teams, and you have to just all you have to do is just do a a. Uh, not you can do whatever length qualifying you want. Um, pretty much, just the the main thing is just that you you do the whole weekend as one of those drivers and you play on. Um, let's say, trying to think, I have been debating what AI level to put it. Uh, we'll say ninety. Um, and all you have to do is get points. If you do the five laps and you don't get points, you got to start the weekend all over again. So, right. it's five a, laps with it yeah just five laps because i figure with 90 ai you may have i don't know i i this is sort of like i just wanted to play around a little bit with like the racing aspect of the punishment i didn't want to give you a full race i wanted to make it interesting like if you do amazing you could knock it out in 20 minutes but or it could take you you know three or four tries so that's your punishment this week we'll update next week on how that goes um I got to say, it's it's pretty wild how many punishments you've done and how ahead you are in our league. Like, it's it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. So just to reiterate, I have to do a five-lap race at Zandvoort, but I have to do the entire weekend. So it's practice session for quality, full quality, um, 90 AI, and I get to choose between the willi- a driver on a Williams, a Haas, or Aston Martin. Yes, sir. I'll probably be choosing, I won't be choosing a Williams. We can knock that right off the bat.
0: I figured. Um,
1: I won't be choosing Lance Stroll. So we can take that right off the bat. So it will be Seb, Mick, or K-Mag ripping around Zambor. I'll see how that goes. But, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that brings us to da, 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 da. Where do I have it? the updated league standing. So going into the Hungarian Grand Prix, I was leading by 28 points at the Hungary Grand Prix, Verstappen, obviously the winner, 25 points. Lewis took the fastest lap for me. So you have Verstappen and Leclerc, Norris, Alcon, and Vettel with points, 25, 8, 6, 2, 1. That's 42 points. I had Hamilton, Sainz, Russell, Perez, and Alonso, 19, 12, 15, 10, 4. So I had 60 points, so I gained another 18 points on you. RJ, 704. Adrian, 658. RJ leads by 46 Point. the gap is increasing but as you say i'm the one that's having to do these punishments every week so we need a big second half wins for mercedes that's that's really what i need to get myself back
0: i don't is that what you need i don't think you well, need that's, that that's what, I want. Don't think so. what i want yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes thanks to you yeah. again for uh doing the math on that every single week keeping track um it's very fun i love watching the race and then on the last three or four laps suddenly realizing I only have two or three drivers in the top 10. So, uh, yeah, that's another reason why I'm so fucking pissed off at Ferrari is because Charles, Max and Charles were my, those were my, those were my dogs, man. I was supposed to, they were supposed to carry me to victory, but, ah, I just, and looking back, why, why I picked Gasly as my third pick, I will never know. I will never know. We were, we we were we were young. I was stupid. <laughs> a different time. <laughs> a different time. <laughs> uh, next year, though, I'm I'm not counting myself out this year. But I'm just saying it. It, it looks bleak. It looks fucking bleak. So, yeah, it, I. If I do lose up though, I'm happy to come up to Canada. So. Right. Yeah, it's not
1: really that bad of a punishment. It's more the. No, not okay. at all. Um. So yeah, we can get into the race and stuff, but first, quality was pretty interesting this week um, on a multiple, on a multitude of levels. Um, so George Russell takes pole at the on like the very last second. It didn't look like he was like he had no uh, purple sectors. It was all green sectors, which is interesting. Um, he takes pole, and then we're kind of waiting for Lewis to come around. He had a DRS issue, so that in hindsight kind of cost, could probably cost him a win. Yeah, if they didn't have that DRS there. Um, so you Lewis qualified 7th and the Red Bulls had a disastrous qualifying definitely their worst of the year uh, yeah. Perez didn't even make it into Q3 he starts 11th and then Verstappen had an issue out of the box on Q3 and he finished last in Q3 so 10th and 11th it looks like going into the weekend um, it was, was it Russell and then the two Ferraris so Russell yep. signed Leclerc it looked like wow looked like Ferraris is what they need they're going to get a 1-2 the Red Bulls not going to get much of anything. They're going to keep the constructors alive. Obviously, that's not what happened. Um, we got the same exact podium we got last week for Stappen, Hamilton, Russell. Uh, I mean, Max is on another level, but the way it went down with Ferrari is really the talking point. Um, so I'm just going to go through a few of what happened. So, first of all, they did an extra pit stop. Again. Yeah, so head down where did I race Again. Down. Why? Down. Okay, here we go. Why? So all race is going pretty normal. A Clerk passes George Russell to take the lead on lap thirty one. Like, this all happens pretty quick. And I remember texting you because Charles was starting to pull away and saying, no, I really hope Charles doesn't doesn't just run away with this. It's the last race, so I hope there's something interesting that happens. Well, unfortunately, it all went to shit. Because lap forty after the second stint of mediums, they pit the hards after nine laps. Nine laps after passing, Russell, they pit, switch to hards, lap 40. Then lap 41, Max passes Charles. Lap 42, Max spins out, and Charles repasses Max. I'm like, okay, this Max or Charles is good. He's in the lead. They're just going to go the rest of the race. Um, I don't know if he had tried, had a different compound yet, but Soft would have been the one to go to, waited out to the end and then go to Soft. Instead, uh, yeah, Max retakes Charles on lap 45. The the hard the hard tires the entire race. No one will I know it did a bad job explaining that. But the the hard tires like Pirelli never had any recommendation of anyone going medium medium hard. That's what Ferrari tried to do. Uh, we had seen it with Haas and Alpine. They just couldn't get the hard tires going. Red Bull before the race was going to start on hard tires, but they changed at the last minute, knowing the hard tires weren't going to work. But yet. Yeah, halfway three-quarters of the way through the race ferrari decides to put the guy that's gonna win the race probably on hard tires that everyone knows aren't working and the worst part of it all to me obviously they drop he drops the first he ends up sixth carlos ends the fourth they lose points to red bull but after the race charles finally kind of says like you know what i don't understand like seems to be something going wrong every race um Like, we need to figure out the strategy. I didn't want to go on a hard. You heard him on the radio saying he didn't want to go on a hard, And, like, the team is just debacle every week. Um, But then the thing that just would drive me insane if I was a Ferrari fan, first of all, is that Bonato, today I think quotes came out, that he said uh, basically there's nothing to change. It was just bad luck. And that they're more worried that the car didn't perform than that they messed up the strategy. And you're never going to improve if you just, think that you're not making an issue like props to or rebel or, or mercedes if they mess it up they come on the radio right away like story lewis story max we messed up the strategy there and then you can move on from it but that's insane and then on top of that in the cool down room the, very rarely are we able to actually pick up with are saying. but the one moment we picked up was uh matt they're looking at the screen the replay or whatever as they just did so staff and hamilton russell they're looking at the screen see oh max was oh uh ferrari went to hard or maybe Lewis says it, and then they just all started laughing, like, oh yeah, they went to hard. So like, yeah, I'm messing up the order of that, but it's just, when you're getting made fun of by the other teams, that's that's not good. No. Another blunder. You're good. Okay. What do you think of another blunder? It's, every-
0: it's, yeah, it's happening every week. It's, it's unacceptable, and there's i have zero faith in ferrari uh i think ah, it they've just they've choked away a fight they're not even choking away like a win they're not even fighting they're just letting it happen to them it's like this sport should be war but to them it's just oh it's play it's it is play time you know it's like it is aha <laughs> there's a that is a complete disaster class and Shout out – I have her name pulled up right here. Shout out to the – she's not the head strategist, but she is on the pit wall. Um, I think she is um, the chief strategist, um, Hannah Schmitz um, on Red Bull. She is a rock star. She's been on the team for years, and uh, she, made the, she made all the calls for Max, uh, which obviously got him the win. An interesting contrast was that the path of co- – or the compounds – the compound path, excuse me, that Ferrari went with was not on any of Pirelli's forecasted projected compounds, but neither was Red Bull's. So that just goes to show you that you don't necessarily have to follow the recommendations or like you just need to know what the fuck you're doing. And Ferrari clearly doesn't know what they're doing. And I think think that bothers me the most about the whole team dynamic is that, like you said, you know, regardless of red bull's faults or mercedes faults you know when they fuck up they own up to it they take ownership and ferrari just seems like they're always trying to pass the blame off i i don't know if it's just because they are just so like gung-ho on like we have to keep the ferrari name like perfect like ferrari is the pinnacle of racing but you're it's not you're it's it's the embarrassment of racing and yeah i mean there was a an article posted that just showed like tons of uh, Italian newspapers, just clowning on Ferrari. Charles doesn't deserve this. What is Ferrari doing? Ferrari blunder disaster class. It's all been, it's all been said. And for Benotto to say that nothing needs to be improved. It's, it's embarrassing. It's an embarrassment. And the, the chief strategy officer for Ferrari has been there over a decade. Like I'm pretty sure he's been there since post Schumacher um the issues which just, really
1: came into when like Battle was there, mm-hmm. which is about 10 years ago. So maybe it's him. Yep. That yep. guy needs to go.
0: He needs to go. And if if not just him, you know, it needs to the, the leadership just needs to be cut. I, I I don't know if I texted this to you. I might have said it in the last podcast. I do not remember, but if Leclerc wants a chance at even fighting for the title with Ferrari, he needs a Schumacher level takeover of the team. And is that even possible? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, it seems very unlikely just to, because when Michael joined Ferrari, he brought so much personnel with him. It was mm-hmm. like he brought his own team onto the team. So, yeah. and, and Charles. That, on As- that point oh, yeah.
1: though. Yeah. No, sorry. Just before I forget I it, that there was rumors that we talked about a few months ago that when Hamilton, like Hamilton almost went to Ferrari, but they wouldn't let him bring over his own people. So oh, there you go. Like they've already changed that. And then yeah, Ferrari just has this like idea that they're bigger than anyone else. Like I said earlier, if Red Bull or Mercedes make mistakes. They at least say to their driver like, "Hey guys, even if they're wrong." Like Toto was saying, like, "Sorry, Lewis, said you had to drive this tractor." Or like the sponsors don't want to hear that. Like the Mercedes people in the in the garage are working on the car so hard they don't want to hear that. But you gotta like kind of massage the ego of your driver because that's really what it boils down to. Whereas Ferrari is just like. No, we're Ferrari. We don't mess up. You mess up, and that's just like clearly so backwards. They've got to, they've got to evolve from that. And then it reminded me uh, that video I sent you. That old man that's watching the race, and he's just like, Oh, Ferrari! Yeah. This Ferrari what they do? They they go medium hard, ultra hard, fucking hard,
0: super hard. I <laughs> fuck you, Ferrari! <laughs> that was dude. That you. We got to put that video in the. Yeah, yeah. In the it'll podcast. be in right now. Wasn't that funny? What a video! <laughs> <laughs> um, God, yeah. A while a Schumacher level takeover could would could be like like if Leclerc was able to pull it off and was able to whip the team into shape and maybe not this year but next year fight for the championship. It could be like one of the greatest. If he does end up winning, it could be like you know one of the most like epic championship wins of all time. Um, but I don't know if that's even possible because Charles just, he seems like he's alone. I mean, I know he has Carlos, you know, they're buddies, but like Carlos too. I mean, they just, they, it's like, it's like Ferrari has these different camps. And if one camp has a question, they've got to check with every other camp before they can give a definitive answer. And it just, it's depressing because, like in France they did that with signs they pitted him for the hards which was just brain dead but you could chalk it up to okay it was a mistake but then they did it again the next week and this was after not only Red Bull changing the hards before the race they couldn't have even noticed that and been like huh that's weird but K mag was the first person to pit for the hards and he was lapping like 5 or 6 seconds slower than the leaders it's like I'm on Reddit and I know these things like what the yeah. hell, you know, it's, I know. And it's then, like, I got to mention Monaco,
1: Silverstone. Like, yeah. It's insane that it's like, as the season goes on, the worst they get.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: And they've thrown away, like they probably, they have easily thrown away a hundred points this year easily.
0: Oh, Oh Thanks. yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, you can look at Leclerc's qualifying record and then his actual record. I mean, he hasn't won a race in the last eight races. He hasn't even got a podium. In the last eight races. He got the one like, win in Austria, and then it's been fourth, sixth, DNF, DNF, sixth. Like
1: like I said, Lewis has more podiums than Charles this year. That is... Like, Mercedes should... Everything has to go right so far this year for Mercedes to get a podium. And Lewis has more than Charles, where everything has to go wrong for Ferrari not to get one. Like... Yeah. I'm not gonna a go through the good observation. But Verstappen, 258. Leclerc, 178. I mean... That says it all right there. Battle for a second going into the, in the second half is going to be very interesting. I have a question for you in a moment. Okay. But yeah, Red Bull, 433. They're basically up by 100 points. It's insane. And like Mercedes is only 30 points back of Ferrari now. They're getting second. Like Ferrari's going to finish third. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. But, and Lewis Hamilton might finish second overall in the driver's standings. Like Leclerc might not even finish second. It's crazy. My question is um, I think one of my earbuds went out, but hopefully you can still hear me. Um, So good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if this happens, we've already talked about this privately, but if this happens again the rest of the year and it continues into next year, what do you think is more likely? Charles leaves for Red Bull at the end of Perez's contract or Mercedes at the end of Hamilton?
0: Oh, my God. I'm looking up right now. Do we know how long he's contract? Oh, so Leclerc's contracted with Ferrari until 2024. So I think. Same as Perez, his, right? Yes, I believe so. So, yeah, it's only next year that's a guarantee, right?
1: Yeah. So they're basically all three Perez, Hamilton, and Leclerc. Let's just say all their contracts end at the same time. Let's mm-hmm. just say. Do you think it would make sense? Like, What do you think? Because he, he, does, he is a championship-capable driver.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, he's. He's up there with Max. I mean, I think Max Lewis and Charles, as far as skill goes, are on very, very similar paths and are on very similar levels. But uh, I think it's extremely unlikely that he will get a seat in one of the two uh, big teams. Uh, And I'll tell you why. I think as far as Red Bull goes. Let's say Perez, they don't extend his contract. Let's say they don't have any interest in continuing that relationship with them. I don't know if Red Bull would go with Leclerc just because they've always sort of promoted internally and gone with, I feel like they would kind of do what they did with Max and Danny. You know, you've got the legend who's already seasoned and ready, and then they're going to bring in another young gun who Max can maybe mold and who they can have sort of be Max's Bottas baby, maybe and with Leclerc, they're not going to get that and I definitely think they know that. Mercedes I think is a more likely option. I could totally see like let's say Lewis retires. Leclerc to Mercedes is definitely an option. But it's possible Lewis extends. I think like I mean you're 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 the bigger Lewis fan. I I don't know what you think, but in my eyes, I think it's more likely that Lewis is going to extend rather than retire. Just personally.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that as well. Um, I think it makes sense as a fit, Charles, with Mercedes. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know if the timeline will necessarily match up. Um, but yeah, I don't think it m- makes sense with Rebel, even though the timeline would match up, just because having two, like, quote unquote alphas at Rebel and then yeah. throwing Horner, another alpha, and <laughs> Helen Marco, yeah. and Adrian Newey, and Jost Verstappen. Although I do like Adrian Newey. But uh, yes. just throwing him in the in the mix, there's a bunch of alphas that just that that would too too much butting heads, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I don't see that happening. But it'd it'd be very interesting unless like unless Lewis at the end of his contract wants to finish up with McLaren or something, which Piastri goes there, that's not going to happen. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, realistically Lewis is going to probably do at least two, three, four more years. So I don't think it's really a distinct possibility. But if it were going to happen, I, mean, I just don't think Charles. I think the Ferrari luster is kind of wearing off. It's not... like It was always like, no matter what a Ferrari offers, you go to Ferrari. And now it's like... Like if I were Max, for example, and Ferrari offers him the bag, even though he's already signed, well, it's just hypothetically, no chance. Yeah. Fuck no. No chance. You know, you could ruin your career. Like, Battle's career kind of... Not died, but went downhill when he went there. Alonso was going up and it stopped. Like, it's just over and over again. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: absolute insanity.
0: Um, it's it's fascinating there's a lot of words i could use but it's fascinating how many top and i say top i mean like top level drivers like the best of the best vettel alonso and you're just you're shitting them leclerc signs i mean you they've got amazing amazing drivers and they have they have wasted so much talent and the fact that only Kimmy was able to scrape away a driver's championship in what? 07? Yeah, it that was oh seven because yeah.
1: McLaren. That's yeah, yeah. Like, so sort of like the opposite. It,
0: unbelievable. We, I, I think I'm. That's all I have to say on Ferrari. But I, this season, I think is over for Ferrari. I think it's now a Mercedes game of like it's now like let's see how much Mercedes can catch up to Red Bull potentially, because. As I have zero faith in Ferrari. How much faith do I have in Carlos and Charles? I have unlimited faith in those two. Those are those guys are like some of my favorite drivers. I feel like Signs, he overcame his bad luck streak and he actually started to put in some like serious results. Charles has been at the top of his game all season. At the start of the season, he was going wheel to wheel with Max in some fucking epic battles, and now it's just like, it's a puddle of sadness.
1: <laughs> Even this race, like, Charles had some good moves on Max. He had a great overtake on George. Like, he had some good defending. It's just, it's nuts. But, yeah, Mercedes is 127 points points back of Red Bull for the Constructors. So, probably over. But, I mean, I'd say there's more of a chance of them making it interesting than Mm -hmm. Ferrari. And the worst thing for Ferrari, too, is, like, this is their window. This year is their window. Because Mercedes next year is going to be better. There's no chance. Oh, yeah like Mercedes and Red Bull next year are going to be back to what it was last year, I think. So like Ferrari's going to have to get everything perfect going forward to be in that title fight, which seems like Red Bull and Mercedes do on a weekly basis in terms of strategy. But if Ferrari, when they had everything like they've got a great, they were dealt a great hand this year and they're messing that up. So if they're on equal playing fields with Red Bull and Mercedes going forward, like, I don't know. Cause yeah, the driver, Charles, I'd put him right up there with Max. Or maybe like a little bit underneath Max and Lewis, mm-hmm. but still, like he's the, probably the third best driver on the grid, and they're getting nothing out of it this year. This is going to be a disaster. Looking back on like, at some point we're going to go through and calculate all the points they've lost this year.
0: Oh yeah, we can when we when we take the the break for the 2024 season. That's 100% what we're going to do. I'm, it's 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 shocking because. It's very, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like this is on a bigger scale, but it's similar to when Vettel and Charles were both fighting for the championship when they had that rocket ship for an engine. Uh, And then, of course, they slapped them with regulations, and the next season it was a, like a dump truck. So, God, yeah, you're right. This was their window. Uh, Next year, I think we're, if I'm being honest, I think next year Ferrari's going to be like, They were last year, you know, like fighting McLaren and Alpine for third. So it sucks. It sucks so hard. I just hope – I just want Charles to get a world championship at some point because I know that's all he wants and it's what he deserves. That kid deserves a fucking championship. So, yeah, okay, I'll stop. (laughs) Well, I just want to
1: add that another reason we need Charles to win a world championship is that we can't just have Max winning every year for the next 10 years. Like, no. Lewis is eventually going to go away. We need someone to step in and challenge him because, A, for the sport, we want the competition, and, B, as a Lewis fan, I like Max a little bit. I still don't really like him, but I don't want him to be passing Lewis's records anytime soon. So let's yeah. just give him something to think about because Max is driving, like, with so much confidence, and, like, he clearly knows he's the best driver right now. Yeah. There's, there's nothing stopping him. Like, even when he made the pass on Charles, like, he basically, like, he didn't push him out of the way, but the confidence in which he, like, takes the line knowing, like, this guy's not going to fuck with me. I can basically do what I want. Like, I don't know. I, I predicted last week that Charles was going to take out Max, and in hindsight, he probably just should have. because <laughs> It didn't work. Yeah. I know there was like 10th, started from 10th, started from 3rd, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to kind of get his elbows out and do a, a Schumacher, because Schumacher was a bit of a dick on the on the track, but Ferrari's not going to help him out.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean... Yeah, the you know arguably the greatest of all time, but yeah, Schumacher was an asshole. But you have you yeah. you have to be so. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: um. Want to do our new segment?
0: Yes, let's do it. Right. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, this is our new podium segment. So we want to sort of, not necessarily divert from F one, but we we want the opportunity to. Talk about other sports or other things because we talked about uh, we both gave our reviews for the movie Nope that we saw, and uh, last week's episode. So, just sort of an opportunity for us to branch out and sort of just show show our personalities off a little bit more. That's not solely uh, revolved around racing. So, yes, take it away.
1: Yeah. So our new segment is called Podiums. We're going to be doing a, like a draft style, picking our top three favorites or best or whatever the case may be um only real rules are it's gonna be back and forth and we both can't take the same thing so it's not just three of the same because that would be boring then we're going to be putting this out on social and we want people listening to vote so we'll have it on twitter and instagram to vote to see who wins each week so our first one that we're going to do keeping it pretty simple this week is best sport to watch on tv not watching live best sport to watch on TV. tv we can have our own little caveats or whatever when we explain so as the gentleman that I am, I will let you go first.
0: Quick question. Just uh, just so I'm completely uh, caught up on the rules. Am I giving – because we're we're doing it sort of draft style, so like whatever my yeah. first answer is, you can't say. Yeah. Um, am I giving my top or my third first?
1: Let's go right from the top. You're number one. You're right. And then I okay. think we should do – even though it's only two people, I think we do snake drafts. So like you go, then I go, then I go, then you go. So there's okay. not really an advantage to going first. Sure. So like you go first, but you also go last. Okay.
0: I'm gonna refrain from saying the sport that this podcast is centered around because <laughs> yeah, I, don't I know think it's, it's number one. It's I think it's I mean we could say that uh, it's no secret that's my favorite sport to watch. Um, so I won't I won't include that just yeah. for a little bit we're of variety. We're going best, not necessarily favorite. Best. Okay. I think the best sport to watch on TV is—I was debating number one. I'm gonna say football. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's—it's—it's <laughs> the—it's the one sport that, like, I think is almost more enjoyable at home, <laughs> if that's yeah. even possible, because. I've I've got I've had I have so many memories, you know, dun dun dun, you know, the the NFL theme. It's classic. I I I love football. I'm not like the world's biggest football fan. I'm so shitty when it comes to like player names, but I'm a Saints boy, who dat nation. Um I I have such weird sport teams preferences, but <laughs> I'll, I'll but are we so I guess this is getting too specific, but I guess you could, uh, if I said NFL, you could say college yeah, football. But... Exactly. Oh, don't you
1: okay. worry. I might be on the list somewhere. So you're so, taking NFL. Yes. And I got to add to that. Yeah. I'm a Bills fan. So Bills Mafia, that's going to be our year. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, they got NFL. NFL is the ultimate. It's like the clear cut number one choice. I was hoping you weren't going to take it, but it's the clear cut number one TV sport. Because if you go to the stadium, you don't have that creative view. It's cool. But you got NFL Red Zone. That's goaded you can't defeat nfl red zone like you're just getting all the top players all day seven straight hours commercial free football you got fantasy football you got your bet you get to watch your own team it's only one game per week per team so you it's like you don't get overwhelmed by it the pace of, of the game is perfect for tv you watch for 10 seconds you have about a 30 second 40 second break you get back into what you watch and you can break it's just like everything about football is made for tv it's perfect the best blackfire the best tv sport so you got that number one you know, I have back-to-back picks. So, let's see down here. So one, NFL. Two. Coming from a Canadian, this is a pretty obvious choice. I had NFL number one, number two. My number one pick, NHL. And I'm going to say this with a caveat that if you're just watching a random regular season game, maybe not the best TV sport. But playoff hockey is un- is arguably better than watching football. Playoff hockey is unbelievable. Playoff overtime hockey, there's nothing that beats that. The sudden death, playoff overtime, unbelievable. You get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Everyone loves to see the best trophy in all sports. You get to bring that out. The carry, it's the best trophy celebration. Um, So, yeah, playoff hockey, but I'll put NHL on the graphic. Go, Leafs, go. Probably never going to be our year, but maybe next year we'll get past the first round. Oh, and I got to pick again.
0: Yes, you do. (laughs) NHL.
1: So, three, this is is where things are going to start to get interesting uh i'm gonna go with I'm attempting to take this one but i'm not going to i'm gonna leave for you the next line i'm going to take is ufc Fuck. ufc Fuck. ufc has developed into the up-and-coming best okay i won't say anything. no spoilers but yeah ufc is probably the best up-and-coming tv sport um it's just electric there's nothing there's something inside of us as humans. going back to the times of the romans and the greeks we just love watching people fight there's just something inherently amazing about it they put on a great show they know how to build up their people as characters and like when there's a good fight it's unbelievable there's certain things that are hard to watch sometimes like when someone gets like knocked out and then they like jump down and do like a hammer punch on them oh my god that's hard to watch or like there's just crazy blood all gushing all over the place but hey that's a it's a great tv sport the announcers like say what you want about joe rogan He's great at announcing you'll see they have the fighting Like the Michael Buffer, Bruce Buffer, I think it's Michael. Yeah. Everything's great. Dana White's a character in himself. Yeah, like Conor McGregor. The women's fighting is even amazing. Like I I watched Mm. Amanda Nunez this past weekend. Like UFC, that's pick number three
0: overall. (sighs) Son of a bitch. That was my next pick. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, say what you will about Joe Rogan. He's an amazing fight commentator that that yeah. moment when Ben Askren has the got or got knocked out, like oh, yeah. had the world record knockout with that uh, knee. Masvidal. Yeah. Yeah. The reaction to the Joe Rogan and the commentaries was like electric, like one of the best reactions to a sporting moment, I think in like the history of sports, it was yeah. so epic, but gosh. Yeah. So am I giving my second and third now? Is that yeah. how that works? Okay. I w-
1: yeah. I was wrong that you'd have the first day and last pick. I have gotcha. that. So yeah, you got two in a row now. So
0: oh, I think we know what one of them is going to be. Do we? Oh, for you, you mean?
1: No, for you. I think I know oh,
0: what one me? of your picks is going to be. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to go with Formula One. Oh, well, then never mind. Yeah, I, if, honest, honest to God, if I was going to pick Formula One, it was going to be, it was going to be number one. So okay. <laughs> maybe right. when, when we do Best Sports to Watch in person, better watch out. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. All right. Okay, yeah, fuck. Number two, that's so hard. this is this is gonna throw you off. This is really gonna throw you off. I love watching tennis. I love tennis. Okay. So tennis is my number two pick. It's uh, I've used to play it all the time with my dad. My dad loves tennis. Uh, I got a, or I used to have a pretty wicked serve, but I Another that's another sport that I just don't keep track of, but I just really enjoy uh watching tennis. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Just if if someone's watching tennis and you don't know they're watching tennis, you just hear <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, these really uh, suggestive sounds. But <laughs> yeah, tennis is gonna get my number two pick, and gosh, for number three. I'm I'm not even necessarily the biggest fan of like this sport, but some of the most enjoyable moments I've ever had watching live sporting events on television is basketball. Okay. I do I do not watch the NBA, but I do watch the NBA finals always. Okay. The NBA finals are like I will it could be the fucking Celtics and the lakers i have no stakes in either team but god damn it i'm gonna pick one of those teams and i'm gonna cheer for them yeah
1: ah. is, i think not to spoil but if we do best per, best in person sports that one's gonna be high too because
0: oh
1: i think maybe the best beat in all of sports i've never done it would be mm-hmm. court side like middle court side at an yeah. NBA game like i don't know how you could really beat that but yeah. uh yeah so i'm gonna go with my final pick of the draft here and then we'll talk uh, honorable mentions. But I also am not going to take Formula One. So the Formula One podcast does not take Formula One as a top six TV sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with college football. Uh, the, there's just something special about it. Like the, It's more like the pageantry and like the, they get like 100,000, 70,000 to 100,000 fans. The tailgate is huge. Everyone's wearing their, their team gear. I only got into college football about... Three or four years ago, like probably around the same time I got into F1, so good thing I chose this as a podcast, not that. But uh, yeah, it just the more I'm getting into this, it's more fascinating. Like there's a lot. There's like when you look at it from the outside, it's like okay, it's just always going to be like Alabama or Ohio State or Clemson or I don't know, maybe there's another team in there, but the like the craziness of all the matchups and the interconference conference stuff and the the drama that is isn't in that sport too and just it's great for tv a lot of high scoring fun to bet on um i love betting overs on college football games because it's just zip 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 touchdowns and like the gap between the players is the, like in the nfl everyone's an amazing player so there's going to be like a lot of parody but in college football you can have guys that are going to go first round in the nfl and guys that are never going to play another round, round uh, down a football after they're done here so there's like yep. huge gaps in the best the worst so and you get some crazy updates because of that, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a great uh, TV sport. Um, so college football is, I'm going to wrap it up. So I have actually, we'll go, you can do one first. Adrian's draft is number one, NFL, number two, tennis, number three, NBA, my draft, number one, NHL, number two, UFC, number three, college football. Um, any honorable mentions that we didn't get to obviously formula one.
0: Um I highly enjoy the Olympics, table tennis. Okay. Uh, some of the honorable mentions, yeah, just uh, summer Olympics. I tend to prefer the uh, winter Olympics. You know, there's maybe one or two events that I'll watch, but uh, yeah, probably. I love. I like watching table tennis, oddly enough. Okay. But look, who's I'm gonna be. Uh,
1: who's your uh, who's your guy in tennis?
0: Oh gosh, I don't even. I don't even have a guy. <laughs>
1: Our favorite. You don't have a favorite now?
0: Um, yeah, I would say probably Andy, but i don't know i'm not like yes yeah like he's he's the only like person that i remember watch win uh so american not that many uh, great american tennis at least the
1: men's side it's kind of weird
0: yeah no um i like the the williams sisters um Mm -hmm. but uh
1: that's what about like nadal federer djokovic of those three who do you like
0: yeah i like the
1: goat discussion right
0: yeah, I like Federer for sure, <laughs> just because he's the, like I said, he's the only one I've actually watched play and who I can like, I have memory of watching him, you know, play. So uh, I class, feel like, I, I like. feel like, yeah, I feel like a little bit of a fraud putting that because I just don't know. I'm so bad with names, um, but I'll be completely honest. I think your picks are a little more solid if I'm being real.
1: I also work in, Sports TV, so I mean, do. like, kind of like I should win this
0: one, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, arguably, right? yeah. Um, because if I'm also being honest, I like college football more than NFL, yeah. <laughs> but college guess, yeah, football,
1: because we did best sports, not favorite sports, because favorite, yeah, f right. we would have both taken F1 first, or exactly, I probably would have taken second. Yeah.
0: And in my opinion, I would much rather watch NFL on TV and college football in person,
1: just personally. Yeah. Cause I could see that you yeah, did the experience. Yeah,
0: you're missing
1: too much. Like you're you missing are. way too much if you're watching NFL in stadium. Like I want to go to. um, Actually, my brother and I were talking about going to Boston this year to see Bills game in New England. Oh. So part of the reason is that it's on a Thursday night, so we won't miss like all well, Sunday's action. You know, you can go to the game Thursday. Hell yeah. Because yeah, if you go Sunday one o'clock, like yeah, you we'll have a great time tailgating and watching the game stuff, but you're gonna miss out on so much. So. Yep i got to figure that one out. Um, yeah, that's our uh, that's our podium. We're going to be back with another one every week, hopefully. Yep. On, uh, but, yeah, that was fun. Um, one thing I wanted to mention that I had written down, if McLaren signs Piastri, I think we have to get Andy from Outlast back on here because he's a McLaren fan.
0: We do, absolutely. I would so love Ricard, to just get his – If
1: Ricardo doesn't go back, anyone – if they change the lineup for next year, we should have Andy on either way.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, if it's if it's anything but Daniel and Lando, for sure. Yeah. I would love to just hear his thoughts on the silly season right now. Honestly, we need yeah. to have him back on. Uh, yeah, check out check out the Outlap podcast on, Sp- yeah. on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yeah.
1: And also, we need you guys to like and subscribe our podcast, whether you're on YouTube or Spotify or Apple or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Trying to ramp up here, so we need all your support. We appreciate absolutely. it very much.
0: Yes, we do. We need all the support. We're, we're a growing podcast. We, we say this every week, <laughs> uh, but subscribe to our YouTube, follow us on Spotify, listen on Apple Podcasts, Harder Soft F1 on all those platforms. Also check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Harder Soft F1. Help us out. Follow us. Watch our content. RJ, is there anything you want to say before we leave these people?
1: Oh, I'd like to say that the uh, first half recap for me, we will have mid-season awards which are going to be more on the comedic side, but first half for me, started out very disappointing with Mercedes in the bed off the bat. I was excited for the Max versus Charles battle. That hasn't really panned out. Um, so now I'm, I'm happy with the progress Mercedes has made, despite some of it being how unreliable the other teams have been. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to a competitive second half, but really, really looking forward to seeing how all this Driver moves, drama plays out over the next. Because, I mean, while we've been recording this podcast, who knows what could have happened. Piastri could have signed. <laughs> who knows? All hell sort of could have broken loose. Hamilton's going to retire. Who knows? So let's hope we don't send <laughs> any bombshells right when we check our phones in a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got to say. And uh, thanks, for everyone, for following along with us for the first half of the season. And we're going to be looking at a couple little things to improve in the second half. We might potentially be getting an intern. I think we are. But don't want to announce anything before it's too early or too. I don't want to announce things too early. So
0: that's what I have to wrap up on.
1: Thanks again, everyone. Adrian, what do you got?
0: Um, I will say I was very occasionally refreshing the F1 subreddit, and it's all just still talks about Piastri's decisions and nothing is broke as of now or as of 10 minutes ago. So hopefully <laughs> uh, I'm glad we waited a day, though, because if we had recorded this when we were supposed to, We wouldn't have known anything about what was happening this week. So yeah, (laughs) thank you all so much for watching or listening. And we will see you guys next week for the start, I guess, of the summer break.